Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's up, guys? It's Tommy from Tommy's Podcast. Do you have a podcast? Do you want it censored? Then go to YouTube. Go to Reddit. Go to iTunes. If you don't want it censored, go to Spotify or Rumble. But Spotify pays me more than Rumble, so I'm going to record this ad for them. You can upload it. Trust me. Whether you got a crappy podcast on a on a MacBook above your parents' garage and it's echoing and everyone can hear the despair and desperation in every syllable you try to eke out without wanting to cry... Or whether your podcast starts to actually make a couple shekels and you got a cool apartment and an air conditioner that works most of the time. Use Spotify. Use Spotify for podcasters. Yeah, you'll start off getting a couple pennies, but I'm several years into it now and I've made, I don't know, I think about a thousand bucks. It's better than nothing. It's better than working at a liquor store with people you hate, with customers you hate, and a boss that hates you. So join Spotify for podcasters and you'll actually start making money. It's worked some it's worked for me. I'm really tired. All right, this is not going to be a this is not going to be a long one. <clears throat> not feeling too hot. Um I think this is episode 997 or 8. I have no idea. But nearly a thousand episodes. Or is this a thousand and one? I don't know. There's a couple I haven't uploaded in the last couple months because people have asked that I hold on to them before I upload them and for no other reason than just stupid shit. But this is kind of for me on what I've have I learned in roughly the first 1000 episodes. Well, I'd say right off the top, there's I don't want to do this episode, but I need to get it out for me because I'm it. I'm in this timestamp of my life and I'm about to go take a week off for Thanksgiving. So I want to get it while it's fresh. And what I don't want to do is do this because I'm tired and I want to play World of Warships in my leather chair and fall asleep. So I guess that would be the first lesson I've learned from the podcast is you certainly won't want to do every episode. The majority of them you probably won't want to do, not because the guest isn't interesting or because it's not a good topic, because I don't love what I do, but it's you you can't be psyched about every single episode because then that wouldn't be being psyched anymore. That would just be your baseline. There will always be episodes that I'm giddy to do, and those are few and far between. Most episodes I'm happy to do, and I'm happy once I start them, like a workout, you don't want to do it, do a set of push-ups, do a set of pull-ups, do some wall sits, whatever. Get five minutes in and, and you're ready to go. You're like, all right, let's do it. 
So sitting on my pile of a thousand episodes now, I would say push through. That's why I do two a day or three a day. Push through, push through your comfort zone. I can do one episode a day. That's not important. That's not impressive. That's what I expect of myself. Do them, do more. Do more and do them when you're tired. Do them when you don't want to do them. And don't put out a shit product. Force yourself to put out a good product even when you don't want to do them. You know, when the going gets, what is it? When the going gets weird, the weird get professional. I found that no matter how tired I am or angry I am or anxious I am or depressed I am or whatever, as soon as the camera starts going and the guest arrives, I just learn how to just turn it on like a light switch against all personal desire not to. I'm able to just turn it on, just flip the ignition key and it's just, we're going. And it's a weird well of, of energy that just, and you're fucking exhausted afterwards, but you can just turn it the fuck on. So I would say that would be my first piece of advice to episode 2000 me. The other would be, a, a second would be, there's never a big episode. There's never the episode that makes it happen. You'll have bigger guests on, and even those guests won't always proportionally get more than other guests. Yeah, the first, the first uh, falsity I, I I learned was that big guests don't result in a huge uptick in subscribers. The second thing I, I learned from big guests is sometimes they don't even give you a marginal uptick in views. Most they won't give you a big uptick in subscribers, but you'll, you'll normally get you know way more views, maybe two or three hundred percent. But I found not even that. And then I found that the episodes that are just eh, not if sometimes those will crack it out of the park. And then sometimes and then sometimes it is what you think. Sometimes you do a good episode and it is a good episode and you get a bump and it's like, all right, that was weird. But don't rely on big days. Like there wasn't a big day of unpacking and moving into this apartment. It was just a bunch of days of just putting in the hours. There was never a moment where it was, ha, there it is. It's you put up the sound tiles in the corners, the most difficult ones first. And then you do the walls. And then you do the other walls. And then you do the doors. And then you put in the lights. And then you, you know, assemble the tables and then you get all the power cables and then you get the computer and then you just kind of click. You're just doing that, doing that. You're moving. You're, and then one day you kind of glance at it and you're like, oh, this is looking pretty good. But there's really never a, a Christmas tree moment where you plug it in. Very, very rarely. There is an exception. I would say episode 653. <laughs> That one brought my YouTube, my, sorry, I was banned from YouTube at that point. That brought my Rumble subscribers from, I think, 1,100 to 6,500 in 24 hours. I have never seen that, that percentage growth, which was sixfold. Nor have I ever seen that number of just subscribers, period, in that short of time. And it got 1.5 million views. So that is an exception, to the, but it's an exception. You could roughly say that it happens one every thousand episodes. So it's not, don't rely on that. It's not a big... 
You don't go to the gym for two hours and notice you have abs. It is the same grueling workout day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, month out, season in, season out, year in, year out. And then you start to kind of notice that you got some definition. You got some bulk on your shoulders and you're like, oh, here we go. And it, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a pattern. It's a habitual, it's a habitual exhibition. So always strive for big guests because they do have value in, in, in email value showing new, you know, potential guests, by the way, do you know, I've interviewed so-and-so. They are, they do have value in that and that they can hook people in. They build on one another. You get nine big guests. You're much more likely to get the 10th big guest. And when you have 10, you're that much more likely to get the 11th. And when you have 20, you're that much more likely to get the 21st. Every one more likely than the last. So there is definitely value in quote unquote big guests. But don't rely on them. Don't get discouraged when they don't yield something. Really don't even expect that they're going to yield it. Just do a good one and let it go. So that would be my second piece of advice. The first would be show up even when you don't want to. And don't just go through the motions. Fucking treat it like it's the one episode that's going to go viral, that's going to catch an investor that's gonna some future potential guest is gonna see the second would be don't don't fall for the seductive siren call of big guests now if you can manage to wrangle alex jones elon musk and donald trump onto an episode with bob lazar and kanye making an appearance that might fuck they'll probably move the needle but again a rarity Number three, there's only one time I've ever had on a guest. I've had on guests and not read their book when we're not talking about the book. There's only one time I've ever had on a guest and I didn't read their book beforehand and I tried to bullshit my way through it. And I don't even know if they could tell. But I felt very dirty. I felt gross. So don't do that. It's been well over a year since I've done that. And I've only ever done it once, but I didn't like, and I eventually had the guest back on and we did discuss the book. But don't do that. That's show up. They're giving you time out of their day. Show the fuck up. Do the work. If somebody's going to give you a Bugatti, the very least you can do is vacuum the floor and keep it clean. So show up when you don't want to. Don't rely on big guests. Do the, Show up and do the work. Do the preparation. Number four. And I don't like it because this one almost sounds kind of greasy, but I've realized it's just reality. You have to be diplomatic. You will have on guests that may not like some of your other guests. But they might not even know that you've interviewed them. 
you can't trash that other guest with them. You can't have on Bob and Joe and then trash Joe with Bob or vice versa. You can maybe talk to them afterwards. Be like, hey, by the way, I do interview that guy. And like, I personally don't, you're entitled to your own thoughts, but just like, you know, maybe not, maybe not so on the podcast. But don't ever gang up on someone for the sake of it. I still would, I would have on Anthony Fauci. I would, I would interview Joe Biden tomorrow and I would give them the respect that you give them. And also, be diplomatic in the sense that I've had on guests that don't like other guests I've interviewed and have let me know that. You can't bend the knee. You have to tell them, hey, you completely, and I might even agree with some of your points that you don't like that guy. But I am not that guy. I am me, and I interview a lot of people, and I cannot possibly appease all of them. I can only show them respect. I can only show them each respect for their work, prepare for them, be the be here with my all, get a good night's sleep, read their book, exercise, shower, shave, clean clothes. Not talk shit about them with other guests. And so long as someone's not harassing or slandering someone else, I'll continue to interview everyone. And some people have said, I don't like that you've had that person on, and so I will not do your show. You know, that's never fun. And sometimes I, I actually get where they're coming from. I'm like, I probably wouldn't either if I were you. But I will never I will never take down an episode or not have someone on at the request of another guest. Because that's a slippery slope. And that's, I feel, one of the, just like I got banned from YouTube, one of the foundational things I do believe in is is not bending the knee on that. Now, if I'm having on someone calling for like a radical murder of someone, well, that's illegal. I get that. But if I have on Bob and Bob goes, I fucking hate Joe. You've interviewed Joe a lot. And honestly, dude, I'm not going to do your show. I, I'd, I'd love to have you on, but I get it. That's fine. You don't have to. Even if in, I haven't been, I haven't been, I haven't crossed this bridge and I, I don't don't think it ever will. It seems kind of an odd. It's like when you're a kid and, you know, it's like that meme. You know, when I was a kid, I always thought I was going to be encountering quicksand a lot more in my life. Like, you know, don't fight back. You got to use a stick to get it. Like, never happens. I imagine one day I will potentially encounter a huge guest who will try to use that weight to stipulate that I remove another episode. Maybe that is just an oddly specific scenario. But like an Elon Musk who's like, you gotta remove your episodes with Dale Comstock. I think you gotta say no. Now who knows? I might be so jaded in another year. I'll be like, yeah, fuck it. I'll remove them. Maybe not Dale. They'll kill me. They will actually literally kill me. Someone else would be like, yeah, fuck it. I'll remove them. Who knows? Maybe I could become blackpilled. I don't know. So number one, show up when you don't want to show up. And don't just go through the motions. 
treat it like it's the last one. Number two, don't rely on big guests. Number three, do the preparation. Number four, am I on number four now? Be diplomatic. Try to act more like a, I still have my own opinions, obviously, but act more like the, the town square, allow other people to come on, even if I don't believe in what they're saying. And again, short of calls of violence or racial slurs, although racial slurs aren't illegal, that's kind of my own touch on it. I just, I think you should be able to say them. It's just personally not my brand. You can talk about anything. I would say other than that, you know, I don't, I would never have on a pedophile who's talking about why they love kids. That's probably another thing I would have to come up with a rule on the fly. What, number one, show up when you don't want to show up. Number two, don't rely on big guests. Number three, do the preparation. Number four, be diplomatic. Number five, I've learned to not only be tolerant of views I don't like, because there's really, it's a whole spectrum, obviously, but I kind of look at three major positions, and I used to look at it only as two positions on how to deal with someone who's saying something you don't like. Can I write attack them and be like, I think you're a fucking idiot for voting for this person. And I've never done that because I haven't done, I, I had on my buddy Ernie, who's the exact opposite of me politically for episode five, I think, or four. So no, I've from the get go, I've stood by that. Have on people you disagree with and don't number one, attack them. I used to think that there was only a second way to do it and say, I disagree with you, but I will listen to what you have to say and hear you out. I've now learned a third way and a third way is to go with them walk it out flesh it out try to see what they're seeing because if you number one attack them they're going to clam up and they're going to get defensive and it's going to resort to just kind of lowbrow exchanges of insults if you number two be tolerant you will get them to open up more but they still are tepid and they're walking out on a very thin branch or thin ice Number three, if you go with them, and not in a deceptive or malicious way, but if you go with them and say, all right, yeah, no, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. And you cast aside your own opinions. You're like, all right, well, you know, fine. No, I'll go with you. Let's let's say Trump is the worst man ever. And let's say Biden's the best. Ever. Let's go with that. And actually try to see what they're saying. They will open up more because it's better. It's even better than you just being tolerant, but you actually go and fuck it. Let's, let's see. Let's actually see. Let's see why licorice ice cream is the best. It's not just that I'm not number one going to say that, ew, that's gross, but I'm also not going to number two say, I'll try, but I don't want to. I will number three say, fuck it. Let's, let's see. Tell me why it's the best. Let's go into it full stop. And then if it doesn't work out, which it often doesn't, you know, acknowledge that you see the world differently. So that's what I would say for number five. So number one, and for any, anyone that's thinking I'm repeating these things, this is how I learn to myself is just going through them, repeating them, adding a new one, repeating them. Um, I have like a single hair on my neck. I think the barber missed. Did I get it? I don't think I did. It's really it's prodding me. And I can't reach it with tweezers. This is a, this is how the sausage is made. Fuck it's right. Did I get it? I can feel it. It's a single hair. It's amazing I got to a thousand episodes, but do this. 
on camera. All right, let's try. I don't think I got it. I'll have to get it in the mirror. Now it's annoying me. Fuck. Um, all right, last try. Nope, I didn't get it. Okay. I will get it later. Number one, show up when you don't want to show up. Number two, uh, oh, fuck was number two. God, I'm so tired. Number one, show up when you don't want to show up. Number two, do the work, do the preparation. I'm already, I'm so fucked. What was it? Number one, show up when you don't want to show up. Whatever. Number two, do the work, do the preparation. Number three, what the fuck? Were, what were they? Show up when you don't want to show up. Oh, number two, don't rely on big guests. Number three, do the work. Number four, do the work, do the preparation. Number four, be diplomatic. Number five, don't just be tolerant. Actually try to see what they're seeing. If at the very least, your own mental elasticity and plasticity, which is good for brain health, but also leads to a better conversation. What would number six be? And I, there is no list of numbers. I might just stop at any moment. Number six with with political candidates, doctors, authors, professors, business CEOs, anyone with more of a an aura or an image. One, swear less. But two, do remember to say, I'm speaking for myself and I do not represent Bob. Because if I start talking about, you know, I can't have on a political candidate and then also start saying, like, I mean, the CIA took out JFK. That's just, like, you can't do that. That's not good. That doesn't mean don't say that stuff. I mean, be yourself. Try to be respectful. You know, no one to swear. No one to talk about, you know, frat boy escapades and drugs and F this and that. And no one to button it up literally with a, a shirt. But also remember that there are people with images that are wrongfully lumped in with anyone they do a media appearance with. But I, I don't even know if that's like a lesson. I guess it would be. It's a thousand episode, thousand episode takeaway lesson. So what have I learned in the thousand episodes? Number seven. I got it. I got the fucking hair. Um, Definitely continue to value privacy, immediate family, extended family, high middle school, high school, college friends, roommates, girlfriends, business partners, whatever. Maintain their privacy. Don't say their last name. Give them a fictional name if you can. Because not only are they not here to defend themselves, or even if I'm not saying anything bad, if I'm saying the best, most praising, funny story about them, they very might well just not want 
to be in the public eye at all, and that is their choice, not yours, and you have to respect that. So number one, show up when you don't want to show up. Number two, don't rely on big episodes. Number three, do the work, do the preparation. Number four, be diplomatic. Number five, don't just be tolerant. Actually try to see what they're seeing. Number six, I speak for myself and not for the guests. Don't throw them under the bus. Number seven, respect privacy. Number eight, I always tell guests these five things before we start recording. Number one, the podcast isn't live. Number two, I can edit out anything you want. Number three, I can remove any episode at any given date in the future. If you would so like, no questions asked, I will nuke it. <sighs> Number four, um, I like to run for an hour, plus or minus 15 minutes. Number five, we don't have to fit it all into one episode. We can do multiple episodes. And then I, sometimes I'll throw in a sixth. If you would like me to clean up the language, I can clean it up. That being said, and, and honor that, and I have, and I've had people request I take down episodes. It's happened a couple times. I don't know, job interview, whatever the fuck. Or they're just their own shyness. It's none of my business. I don't ask questions. I just take it down. Some of them I don't want to take down, but I do honor it. And I nuke it across all platforms. Never take down an episode because you want it taken down, though. That's... No, you got to own it all. You got to own it all. You got to own every rant. You got to own every misogynistic, racist, xenophobic, delusional, admitting of a crime. Well, maybe take those down if you ever do that. But I haven't committed any crimes, not that I know of. But I look back at episodes of, you know, whatever. Nope. You got to take it down. Or no, sorry, don't take it down. Excuse me. I look back at episodes and I'm like, man, I'm really rah-rah uh, in there. Or I'm really fucking getting psyched. I'm really, I'm really insulting some people. Own it. Got to own it. Got to leave it all out there. Not only that, the reality is, is you can never truly delete anything. So if you don't want it there, really all you're doing is the stress and effect. Someone else will find it. Got to own it. Number one, show up when you don't want to show up. Number two, don't rely on big guests. Number three, do the work, do the preparation. Number four, be diplomatic. Was that, was that it? Number five, don't just be tolerant. Try to see what they see. Number six, I speak for myself, not for the guests. Number seven, respect privacy. Number eight, own it all. Don't remove it. Number nine. Is there a nine? You do not owe anyone a point of contact. I have worked very hard 
to have whatever reputation it is that I have. If someone else says, hey, can you put me in touch with so-and-so, and I know that person doesn't want to be put in touch with anyone, no, you don't have to. You don't just have to relay it and then tell them the inevitable answer. No, you don't have to relay it to anyone. You, I do not owe, I am not a liaison to anyone. That's not some pride thing. That's, there are some people that don't want to be bothered and they'll come on my show because I don't bother them. If I email them and they get back to me three months later, I don't pester them in the meantime. And maybe they say, hey, we did a show. Maybe we'll do another one in 18 months. And I go, okay. And I get back to them in 18 months. They like their distance. They don't need me going, hey, my friend started a podcast. He also wants to interview you. No, shut the fuck up. You don't know anyone that, and not only that, you don't owe them that answer. Just say, I'm not doing that for you. You can just say, no, they don't want to. That's just, that's respect for the other person. And I kind of don't feel for anyone. Fucking grind hard. Get it done. You want it done, you'll get it done. You'll find a way to make your own reputation to that where a potential guest doesn't say no. You'll figure it the fuck out. And number 10, don't ever filter or censor your own insecurities or weaknesses or emotional hiccups. If you can't lower a bar to be at your own lowest standard, how can you expect anyone else to open up about their own less than ideal moments in life. Yeah, talk about the most embarrassing shit that you've done that you really don't like, that you wince at. It's also just a, a lesson in my own ego. Let it go. Just let it go. Let it all out there wash over with the the renewing water of of openness of just letting it out yeah Yeah, and number 11, never play on your fucking phone. Don't do, don't just put it away for Dr. Malone or Charlie Duke. Don't ever fuck it. It's just rude and respectful. You're not fooling anyone. They know where your eyes are going. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Don't fucking play with your phone, jackass. I have done it a couple times, and it, you, it just looks bad. And even if you get away with it, it still is just bad because you did it, you dipshit. Number 12, number one, show up when you don't want to show up. Number two, 
Don't rely on big guests. Number three, do the work, do the preparation. Number four, be diplomatic. Number five, don't just be tolerant. Try to see what they're seeing. Number six, speak for yourself, not for the guests. Number seven, respect privacy. Number eight, I don't even fucking remember what they were. I don't even remember. What was eight? Seven was privacy. Six was speak for... One, show up even when you don't want. Show up even when you don't want to show up. Number two, don't rely on big guests. Number three, do the work, do the preparation. Number four, be diplomatic. Number five, don't just try to be. Don't be tolerant. Try to see what they're saying. Number six, I speak for myself, not for you. Number seven, respect people's privacy. Number eight, I would never take anything down because of your own ego. You got to own it all. Number nine. I don't even fucking remember what these were. What was nine? Show up when you don't want to show up. Don't rely on big guests. Number three, do the do the work, do the preparation. Number four, be diplomatic. Number five, don't just be tall and try to see what they're seeing. Number six, speak for yourself, not for the guests. Number seven, respect privacy. Number eight, don't take anything down. You got to own it all. Number nine. Do the, I don't know. Number 10 was, uh, what the fuck was number 10? Oh, you don't need to be a li liaison for anyone. Number 11 was, don't play with your phone. What the fuck was number nine? I was going to say number 12. It will succeed. It just won't succeed in the way you thought it would succeed. And so all you can do is to keep working. You never know which guest unlocks the door to another guest. You never know which episode somebody sees and it leads to this or that, the other thing. You never know when you get banned from a platform or you're going to get coverage here or whatever. If you work hard, it will succeed. And it will succeed in a way that not only did you not see, but in a way that you probably didn't even think was possible. Don't remember what number nine is, but that's the beauty of recording. Is it saved? So I would say those are the 12 things I've learned from a thousand episodes. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. Well, cheers to a thousand more. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And uh, I'm excited to see where this show goes. I genuinely am. I have no fucking... It has been such a wild ride. I really don't know what the next thousand would look like. I'm not even going to try to pretend. I'm just going to let it be whatever it is. God bless. Thanks, everybody, for being here.